Hey, everybody. My name is Alex Cohen. This is called Alexander the Podcast, like, you know, a reference to uh, Alexander the Great, but, you know, it's a podcast. It's hopefully going to be great. We don't know yet. We being me. Yeah, my, me and myself and Alexander the Podcast, which is also me. So hmm, we're getting uh, caught in a tangent here. So going to do a whole bunch of stuff today. Going to go over uh, a bunch of my favorite new music releases from the past week. A couple of honorable mentions from uh, the past month, actually going to, or past few months, kind of. We're going to be kicking it off with actually a, uh, a review and a release from uh, November 26th to uh, begin it. But yeah, um, just a warning. I don't have any genre barriers. If I like it, I, I like it. I'm just, I'm weird. Um, there's going to be some hip hop on here. There's going to be some metal on here. There's going to be some alternative on here. There's going to be some ambient stuff on here. It's like, I like, uh, if it's good, I like it. So, you know, and I like to talk about it and here we are being hopefully great. You know, we're going to find out. Let me know though, in the comments, if you, uh, if you enjoy what I'm talking about, what you enjoy, what you enjoy about it. If you didn't enjoy it, if you think there's other stuff I should talk about, Hey man, this is, my time, so you're coming here, hanging out, spending your time. I want to make sure that, you know, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. We're having a good time, because I'm going to have a good time, because I love talking. I could talk forever. I have most of my conversations with myself anyway. That's not scary. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, so this first release is, uh, so um, Seven Dust, one of my favorite bands ever, ever, arguably me either number one or two. They're they're in, you know they switch back and forth with a perfect circle. I'm not really sure. Two, my two favorite bands, ever. So Seven Dust, the drummer Morgan Rose put out a uh, wow that was clumsy. Put out a uh, solo album and it's unbelievable. Uh, the it's a great great like got some really good heavier alternative rock tracks on there. Uh, he shows his strength singing, which is really impressive. Also, happy birthday to him. Uh, a few days ago, it was his birthday. Morgan Rose, make sure you check him out. And this album's called Controlled Chaos. Uh, my favorite track off of it actually sounds nothing like the other tracks. And it's got this amazing music video, like amazing music video, like just moving and on all levels. You need to check it out. But this song, yeah. So let's listen to a little snippet of it right now. Has me crippled to my knees. If only I could bleed. Yeah, so that's just a little snippet from the chorus of that song. Um, my favorite song on the album. It's called Exhale, uh, Morgan Rose, Controlled Chaos is the album. It's on Spotify, it's on all your streaming uh, platforms, wherever you want to listen. Morgan Rose, Controlled Chaos. Absolutely unbelievable. That song is called Exhale. Once again, uh, the music video is moving. Um, yeah, that chorus, unbelievable. It really touches upon uh, the feelings of when you have those times when you don't know where you belong or where you fit in, or it's like, and it's it's a very obviously general and um, you know almost cliche, cliche cliche subject, but it's not approached by him in any way that is cliche or unoriginal. It's 
uh, magnificent and one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And it really gets across that subject that so many other artists try to tackle and don't really uh, do it correctly. And he just nails it like with this song and the video and oh my god and the rest of the album is great too so make sure you check it out morgan rose controlled chaos the next uh the next one this is from i think two weeks ago uh so evanescence they're they're uh they're back they're making really cool music Super original sounding, super cool. Uh, they came out of nowhere with this. Like, uh, well, I mean, I guess not out of nowhere. They featured, you know, Amy featured on Bring Me the Horizon's new album on a song that's um, literally so beautiful. It's just hard to listen to. It's it's just so, it's not, I mean, it's a magnificent and perfectly done song, but it's so well done that it's like, and so sad that it's like, it you can't. You listen to it alone, you get all choked up, and it's like it, it's just very well and very well effective, and it's just hard to listen to on a regular basis. But yeah, so anyway, but that song, super interesting, super new, super cool. Like the melody and the chorus and everywhere is just unbelievable. There's like a real cool, quiet outro, and yeah, I've just been having that on repeat for a while. Uh, well, not repeat, but you know, in my regular rotation of new stuff. Um, so make sure you check out the new Evanescence stuff that they're putting out that that record is a or that single yeah right is unbelievable and uh so this next song um also from last week uh young blood put out a new album and it's really good it's really interesting it's um if i were to characterize it it's like if the beatles the beastie boys and my chemical romance probably more my chemical romance had a baby with beastie boys and beatles they would be that album and it's just like he touches upon the influences. There's like one song called super dead friends, which like, you're going to hear it. And you're going to be like, that's the beastie boys. But like, it's not, it's like, it's, it's, it's his original take on it. And his vocals sound like really authentic in that style. And I just think the, that that song is really cool. And the rest of the record's really cool. And it's just all over the place. Uh, the song that moved me the most though, was definitely uh, Mars is just, so moving and it's just such a perfect time for this song to come out especially just with all the struggling and the music video is just oh my god like watch it go watch it young blood mars is the song gonna listen to a little snippet of it right now Um, I, I mean, if that doesn't make you want to go listen to that whole record right now, I don't know what music would ever inspire you to want to do anything. Cause that, uh, like just from that, that's like, I just showed you 10 seconds of the chorus and 10 seconds of the bridge. You heard every, like he repeats the lyrics in each of them. So you heard every lyric that he provides in each of those parts and it's so moving when you apply it to like metaphorically to what's going on right now. Like, 
is there any life on Mars? Like, how many people out there feel alone, especially through these lockdowns? And even before that, how many people just feel like they can't find that connection? Is there any life? I'm just, like, calling out for somebody to... It's moving. It's absolutely moving. And then the bridge, do you feel like you're irrelevant? And those melodies and his tone. And just, oh, my God, you have to watch the music video. It'll bring the whole thing together. And just it's just so spectacular. What a piece of art. Like... I can't believe people are out there saying that there's not good music coming out because we live at such a, I feel so fortunate to be at a time where I can also go back and listen to that old stuff that I love. Yeah. Everybody loves Zeppelin, you know, like everybody loves listening to their ripped off uh, blues riffs from African Americans. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, I mean, they do though. Do they not? <laughs> hey mama said the way you move. Like, come on. It's like, I mean, obviously it's like, you know, some back in the day, like, Mm-hmm. Like some blues, you know, some of that. Like you know, they 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 ripped it off so hard, and like we all know that, and it's disgusting and sad. And but at the same time, people like it. So I mean, the, the whole point, just what I'm saying right now, is I'm glad I can go back and listen to great music from back then. You know, whether it's <laughs> authentically written by the artists or taken and modified, however they saw fit. Um, I'm glad I can listen to that music in general, not to disregard, you know, any artists that may have been ripped off. Like it's disgusting to think about, but like when you have something sonically that comes into your ear and it sounds good, is your first thought whether or not the artist ripped it off? <laughs> you know, unless you're like a critic or like a, you know, no, it's whether or not you like it. So, I mean, that is at the base what I consider when I think of it. So I'm just point being, I went off on a tangent there, but I feel very fortunate to have this whole huge base of music I can go back and listen to historically and then also have these magnificent new releases from these spectacular artists that are still gracing our planet. It's just wonderful. So don't ever say that there's not good music coming out because if there is, you either don't have ears or you just aren't listening to it. Anyway, y'all are amazing. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, we're like 10 minutes. I've been talking for 10 Minutes. It's a long time. Anyway. Okay. So the chorus, I'm not going to, I'm going to give my honest opinions on these songs that I present here, but I'm not going to present anything that I don't genuinely like. So this song is by Aunt Clements and it's featuring Justin Timberlake and it is spectacular. It is just probably one of the best pop songs I've ever heard. Easily the best pop song I've heard out of the past decade. It is, it's come out at such a perfect time. I'm sure it was inspired by what's going on right now. It is such a magnificent song. Uh, Better Days. Aunt Clemens has a wonderful voice. Obviously, we know what Justin Timberlake can do. Uh, Aunt Clemens has a wonderful voice, but I feel like they smothered it in auto-tune, and it just seems so unnecessary. I would love to have a conversation with that producer and just be like, hey, man, did you need to do that? Like, are you going for a niche thing or was, did he have like a cold that day or like, you know what, ha- like what happened? This guy obviously has a beautiful voice and tone. And, um, I feel like it could have shined a little brighter on this track to turn on more than just people who listen to hip hop. But you know, that's just me and I, I'm not trying to offend anybody and I absolutely adore this piece of art. It's wonderful.
Slept on, let down, fake gone Waited for too long For something to lean on You feel weak, just be strong Deep breath, stay calm If you just press on I gotta get to this next part, it's so good Press on, you gon' see there's a light At the end of the tunnel Keep your eyes on the road ahead And if you're feeling lost in the Okay, so like you see what you must see what I mean. It's uh unbelievably good. That song is just so good, so on point with the times and like how did you do that? I would love to know. Oh my god. Well, anyway. Uh however, Justin Timberlake can be contacted for features, like can 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 you drop a line? I would love to know. I would just love to know. Anyway, so without further ado. Anyway, that so Aunt Clemens, Better Days, featuring Justin Timberlake, amazing music video. They have this like live performance video. Um, I just X'd out of the page, so I can't. I think it's the AMAs or something. It's a live music video, and they have this giant light that just looks like the moon in the middle of the room. So it's like they can either like be against the light and have it look like they're in a complete. They're completely surrounded by white, or be against the black and have it look like they're completely surrounded by black, and then. So they switch, like, they have Aunt Clemens doing this one shot between the two. You have to go watch it. But anyway, it's, it's fun to describe. Uh, and, like, you have this giant moon here, and you're just having this one shot of them, and he's just walking around. You're seeing this room and the way that it's set up. And then just it ends with this shot of you, just, you see the full moon, like the full light that looks like a moon, and they're just standing in front of it singing to each other, and it's like... One of the most breathtaking shots I've seen in a music video. It's unbelievable. Anyway, uh, next up. So, Architects has been putting out new music. Um, I respect Architects very much. I really do. I haven't been able to get into them quite as much as other people. Because, like, I mean, I know so many diehard fans of Architects. People that are just like, I love this band so much. Oh, my God. I don't feel that way, but I respect their career. I respect their talent and everything they've done. And um, their new music, their new sound is not quite my cup of tea yet again. Um, just in general, I think them and I kind of see differently, but like I still like you know love and respect what they're doing regardless. I've seen them live. They're spectacular. They have so much energy. But um, this new song, Black Lungs, I at first was like, eh, okay, it's another rock song, you know, and then I got to the breakdown, and I was like, what? This is like, it's like what I had wanted to hear from Architects back when they were heavy, so let's, let's, let's listen to this part. Rock chorus. It's a good one, it's a good chorus. Yeah. Post love, post truth, justice lays bound and black back ready for the guillotine. We can help, we kill you in the ass. Where are you when it comes to the witch of the fetus? Take on the witch of the fetus! I know breakdowns are stops. Where will we rest on the world from the world? 
mean, the chorus is, it's not bad. I mean, if I, like, if I had never heard Breaking Benjamin or Seven Dust or other bands that have that sound just down to a science, um, I would probably be in love with that and think it was amazing and it would, like, give me that feeling. But, like, those bands just, I'm sorry. When it comes to that genre, like, these bands can transfer over and it's like, um, I think Bring Me the Horizon's doing a really cool job with it because they're not just being rock. They're doing alternative they have like these alternative like trancy songs they're just doing whatever they want and it's really cool um 100 i feel like architects is trying to follow that path and correct hey if anybody from that camp you know hears this and that it's not that way i totally i don't know i don't know at all i'm purely observing and i'm not trying to bash anybody again i fully respect this band and everything they've done um the same time, I feel like they're doing it because other bands are doing it. You know, other bands being Bring Me the Horizon, because Bring Me the Horizon is the only band that really goes in that direction and didn't go full, like, heavy rock chorus every song with it. You know what I mean? They have, like, these softer, trancy songs. They kind of did whatever they want. They kind of go back to the heavy stuff every now and then. That new album, like, woo, woo. Going to have to go over something from that in a little bit for sure. Anyway, um, this next release. but Oh, before I finish, though, I don't want to be a jerk. I do think architects are awesome. They're incredibly hardworking. They've been through trials and tribulations like nothing I've ever seen or heard. Like they've just done so much for this genre. And I don't want to take away from that by not really having a great opinion about their newest stuff or, you know, thinking that they're amazing musically just to me in general. I think musically and talent wise they are, but like the writing to me is just anyway. Yeah. So moving on, uh, Deftones is an amazing band. Of course, the song passenger, uh, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln park. Well, who it, he is Lincoln, but well, I mean, you know, he's not, I mean, like the other guys are integral, but Mike writes the stuff and he's just, He's the guy, Mike Shinoda, uh, remixed Passenger by Deftones, and I just, I listen to it all the time. It's amazing. I, I love it just as much as the original. It's so good. So, yeah, let's just listen to a little snippet from that. To get the the rest of that, you're gonna have to go and look it up. But uh, Mike Shinoda remixes songs, and he's just that that I that came on my release radar, and I just like I just had to save it and listen to it over and over again. Amazing, absolutely amazing. They also put out um, the uh, gold, the deluxe edition for Hybrid Theory. I believe it was the 20 year anniversary, of course. Um, and the kit that comes with that looks so awesome. There's just so many cool things in there. It's like there's the vinyl and there's a whole bunch of uh, 
original tracks that they had never released. Um, oh, man. What's that song? High Voltage is sick. Oh, my God. The flow. Mike, the flow. Yeah. I mean, you're probably, you know, we're 20, that's 20 years ahead. Now you got 20 years of flow experience past that. But very cool. Very um, picture board. Also, very cool song. Um, make sure you check out that that new Linkin Park stuff they dropped from, from Hybrid Theory back in the day. R.I.P. Chester. It's a... Saddest thing ever. Um, all right, moving on. Mike Shinoda, love you so much. Uh, right, next release we got. So Bayside, they're uh, they're dropping these like cool acoustic versions of their older stuff, and this one, not fair off vacancy, kind of sounds like Gogo Berdello in the beginning. I love Gogo Berdello, so I mean, it'd be like. Got that Gogo feel. I remember 25 Thinking I'd figured out my life I was positive The hardest part was through After eight Yeah, so anyway, amazing um, Very cool takes on these songs I've, uh, I've been listening to these periodically I never really dive in and listen to a record all at once I'll like obsess over one song And then I'll obsess over a bunch of other new songs All at once And then eventually I'll go listen to those records uh, And it... It's weird. I don't know why I don't just listen to the record event, uh, immediately. It's kind of a thing I'm realizing I do now, you know, that I didn't really think I did before. But yeah, anyway, so this next song, um, anyway, yeah, Bayside, amazing. Very cool, very cool uh, renditions. Make sure you go check those out. Um, it's very, very awesome, very awesome. Get them wherever you stream your stuff. Anyway, Hiro the Hero uh, put out this new song. A few days ago, featuring um, Chad Gray of Hell Yeah, and uh, well, yeah, I mean Chad Gray of Hell Yeah. You want me to say of Mudvayne? No, he wants me to say of Hell Yeah because that's his band, <laughs> and I respect Chad Gray very much. And now Hiro the Hero. This song's so cool. It's like uh, you know, Fire from the Gods does like the rock rap stuff. This is like a heavier version of that, and I like. I just dig the crap out of it. I mean, I love Fire from the Gods as well. But yeah, this song, Chad Gray sings the chorus, and uh, let's listen to the, the snippet from that. It's um, unbelievable. Yeah, um, what? Like, it's so good. It's so good. I'm going to, like, I just found that song the other day, you know, with my new releases. So uh, definitely going to be going back and listening to that a whole lot more. But, oh, my God. Very cool. Howard the Hero is one of those bands that I uh, have been told a million times, go check them out. And I didn't deliberately not check them out. I just like, you know, people say that. And then I, it's a while, it's a few hours before I go and I'm listening to music in my car or at home. And, uh, you know, I just, it slips my mind cause I don't have it written down cause I'm not going to pull out my phone, make conversation, you know, like most of the time to write it down. But anyway, you don't need all of those details. I just go way deep, but anyway, yeah. How are the heroes? Amazing. I can't wait to check out their other stuff. Uh, that song is unbelievable. Brand new called Fight with uh, Chad Gray. So, oh my God. Uh, next one. <laughs> this also came out uh, last week. This is, um, 
I set my friends on fire, hopped on a track with uh, Lil Narnia, or um, and I believe the original artist is Edacity. It's kind of more of like a hip-hop, like electronic track, but the production on it is wonderful. And it's like, it kind of reminds me of, you know, that that interesting kind of like, um, I want to say teenage sounding, but it's not, I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, like that, that like kind of reminds you of like your high school and college years sound of, I set my friends on fire, like all the different, you know, the random and just the way that people are at those times. It kind of reminds me of that, but I, I don't mean that in a bad way. That band's awesome. But anyway, this, uh, this song reminds me kind of like of what we liked about that, them, you know, things that rhyme with, uh, orange and stuff like that. Definitely kind of, it reminds me of them that a little bit, but in this different genre. So let's check that out. Yeah, so the production value on that sounds super cool. Um, you know, catchy chorus. I think when you hear it with everything else, it'll make more sense, of course. But, I mean, make sure you go check that out if you have, you know, any love for I Set My Friends on Fire just because they really did. Uh, it sounds very cool. That that style of vocal just reminds me of them. That's very uh, unique to them, and I appreciate that. Artists who are able to find that sound that is, you know, obviously them. So, yeah, great stuff. Edacity. I set my friends on fire. Dawn, make that. Make sure you check that out. Uh, the next one is an honorable mention from uh, I believe. So October twenty second is when the single dropped, but the album came out a few weeks later. Uh, Bring me the horizon. Post human, like what? They broke it. They broke the genre. They just completely hacked it. They broke it because like everybody's trying to confront the loneliness issue, the depression issue, the, the sadness, the suicidal tendencies, the, all, the, all the terrible things in our minds, the mental health. Everybody's trying to tackle that. And Bring Me the Horizon did that so perfectly and fluently with using the metaphor of currently uh, the post-human you know, thoughts of technology essentially taking over the human race at some point, which you know, I'm sure they're exaggerating in their metaphors to make it artistic, which is, you know, what I love about music. And you're able to go deep on those tangents with those metaphors and those subjects. But anyway, uh, I'm going to show you a snippet of teardrops from bring me the horizon, which I'm sure you've heard, but if you haven't yet, like, So yeah, uh, unbelievable. I just can't really wrap my head around how good that song is. I'm going to listen to the, I got to show you the rest of the chorus. I just, I feel really weird now that I didn't. Like what? What? I'm running out of teardrops. Let it hurt till it stops. Like, and it's just like in the, and before that, in the pre-chorus, he's like, 
how we get this stressed out, paranoid, everything is going dark, nothing makes me sadder than my head. Like, you just, you hear that lyric and it makes you just want to cry. And then, like, I'm running out of tear, draw. And it's just like, okay, so you just put us in our feels just so that you could be like, nope, no, 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 you're running out of, you, you can't take this time to do that because not only have you run out of time to sulk and be sad, but you've run out of teardrops, literally. To, it's just such a perfect metaphor for pushing forward and not being able to let your inner demons consume you and control you anymore. And um, that's just what everybody's trying. <laughs> that's what so many, that's 90% of the music is trying to express that because that's where we come from. Like that's where a lot of us are inspired to do this is because we struggle with these inner demons and we need something to outlet them. So obviously we're going to write about it. And uh, I just, I'm so impressed with how they put this together. And uh, there's just so many amazing concepts on here. There's a song featuring baby metal. Uh, the singer's a baby metal. And uh, she, yeah, absolutely crushes the chorus of that song and the verse. And it's just like the concept Kingslayer is just so interesting because everything historically leading up to even right now is telling us that people, when you put one person in a position of extreme and absolute power over people. Bad stuff happens. It's just definitively what happens. Bad things, historically. And it's like, you know, I mean, there's so many arguments to be made. And, uh, you know, I could, I'm just, I'm in the middle, because you have to, if you look at it factually, you kind of have to be. Anybody who's like far to one side, you have to ignore a whole set of facts in order to be that far to one side or to the other side. And I mean, the, there's so many things to be said about the right with conservatives and just their views on, you know, we got to be traditional. We can't let people have abortions, even though orphanages are like overflowing with children who are going to foster homes where they're abused. Like uh, that just, it doesn't make sense. If we allow I mean, I, I also, it's, it's so difficult to say. I, I, I also feel like you, you need to have it be like, you know, after that eight week or, you know, that period that, you know, eight to 10 weeks when it's the baby's starting to develop, you also can't do it. Then you need to like be on top of it. Obviously, I don't think people should be able to go and have an abortion, you know, six months into their pregnancy. But at the same time, I think abortion should be a legal option for those who catch it, for, for, who, for those who know early enough. Uh, personally, I don't. I don't want to, you know, infringe on anybody else's beliefs either. But what I'm saying is, I just feel like saying that you can't do this because of traditional Christian values is insane. And on the left, the things they ignore are the fact that socialism has failed 42 times. 42 times in our history, socialism has failed. And I'm not trying to be a jerk or say that people don't deserve equality of opportunity. They do, but there needs to be another way to get to equality of opportunity without um, <laughs> literally just taking from other people and giving it to. And there's got to be a way to equally distribute, you know, with taxes and things like that. And I'm not a genius and I'm not, I'm not the guy to figure it out, but I am just, I wanted to make the point that you have to, to be <laughs> that far on one side or the other, you just literally have to ignore a whole set of facts. So let's all get together in the middle and just have conversations about stuff. 
because like left and right is just saying, oh, well, this subject is a game of capture the flag. It's not a serious conversation. We're going to try and win over here with our facts, and you can win over there with yours. No, let's get the facts collectively together right here and discuss them because we won't get anything done otherwise. I don't know. I've just wanted to say that for a while. Let's get back to the music. So uh, next one, Machine Gun Kelly put out a new album, and everybody's not sure what genre it is. They said it was pop punk, but it's definitely not. It's a pop album. Um, The punk is there on a few. There's like a few pop punk songs, but is it a pop punk album? No, not even mildly. Not like when you think about the thing as a whole. Come on. Like, oh, there's distorted guitars. Like the songs outside of the one like obvious pop punk song, uh, the rest of them, like you could just say, oh, the guitars are distorted. That's about the only punk thing I can hear <laughs> in them. But great music, regardless. I'm not trying to bash it. I just, I think it was uh, marketed incorrectly, <laughs> but I mean, maybe not. I it went number one. I'm crazy. When I say incorrectly, I mean, they defined the genre incorrectly, but they probably did that on purpose to get a reaction and they did and it went perfectly. So congratulations, Machine Gun Kelly with that release. It's awesome. Hit number one. Uh, anyway, this song's called, uh, this was an underrated one from the album called lonely i think it's just beautiful and super super sad but like super well written and i just don't think it got enough credit so here's a little snippet from lonely i got in trouble the first time the cops saw me dance with the devil i ended up in handcuffs and then you called your sister she cried when she picked me up goddamn how i miss her cause she didn't give a fuck and then she said goodbye, wait so soon This don't feel right without you Lonely, lonely Even when the room is full I'd trade it, trade it I would trade it all for you Lonely, lonely Even when the room is full I'm lonely, lonely, lonely without you So yeah, um, I mean, do I think that he wrote that chorus no i'm assuming that he didn't i mean he may very well have but uh wow i I don't know what story he's telling but that is moving i'm sure the story like whatever it is that applies to him i'm sure he talked with his producer and you know whatever story and he may very well have written the whole thing i don't know but you know i get the feeling that uh john feldman may have helped him a little bit (laughs) but uh i could be wrong again but um Whatever story he's telling, super tragic, super sad, and so well said. And the chorus is just so well written and moving and just captivating and, uh, like, lonely, lonely, even when the room is full. Like, I like I trade it, trade it, I would trade it all for you. It's, like, it's so simple, and it doesn't really seem that impressive when you first hear it, but it's, like, it really is just so poignant and moving, and it really hits harder every time I've listened to it. So, uh, very good song. Um, very good album. I didn't hear any songs on it. I didn't like, I thought they were misrepresented, but very good music. And I'm sure that they did that on purpose to get a reaction and great job. It worked. (laughs) Awesome. So awesome. Love that. I love seeing awesome, talented people be successful. My favorite thing in the world. Uh, this song is called, so this is, um, off like a, a Lil Wayne mixtape or something, but it's got a freestyle from Drake on it. And like, I didn't think Drake was actually that good at rapping. And like, if he really freestyled this, then cool. So here's a little snippet from that. So uh, it'll be listed under Lil Wayne, BB King freestyle. 
uh, featuring Drake and pretty cool. Man, if you saw what I flew here, you'd be like, he's sickening. If you're not running some top, we're not going to keep kicking it. Classics, I keep scribbling. Lights in the universal building just keep flickering. Money just keep coming in. You would think I'm Irish the way that it stays doubling. I could feed a country with the tax that I pay governments. Whatever they're doing with my cash is very troubling. Like, what? I didn't know he could rap like that. And that beat is so interesting and cool. And the flow is just so different. Like, if he freestyled that, that's like unbelievable because i mean like i've heard you know we've all heard a lot of freestyles and like when it comes down to it a lot of them stick to a certain pattern you know it's like it's rare that outside of the really famous ones that you hear and i mean drake's a really famous one but he's not really famous for having amazing flow he's really famous for having these catchy songs that are like you know poppy and also mix along with the hip-hop and he's got the the roots with the dj khaled stuff and like that makes sense but like he's not known for having cool interesting flows that are different so that like really hit me off guard and very cool uh bb king freestyle it's on a lil wayne mixtape featuring drake make sure you check that out if you want to hear the whole thing next one uh hate breed put out a new album hate breed put out a new album weight of the false self it's uh really cool and um this song dig your way out i thought was super just hard hitting so here's a little uh snippet from dig your way out by hate breed uh from weight of the false self Yeah, obviously, you know, that's what we love. That's what we know and love. Hey, Breed's got the, they're just amazing, hard hitting, uh, great lyrics, great riffs. Just this, this is more shreddy than I'm used to from them. Just, I mean, not that the guitarist isn't fully capable of it. I mean, they absolutely crush, but like, very cool. Dig Your Way Out, Hey, Breed. That's what the song was called. Album's called Way to the False Self. Um, definitely make sure that you check this out. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So the next one. The next one. Uh, uh, the ne- did you lose track of your thoughts? Because I did. Trains of them fell off the track and onto this table right in front of you. But you didn't even hear it or see it. So how, if, if a train falls off a thought track and nobody is around to hear it, did it really happen? I mean, I suppose if you're listening to me talk, then you heard it happen, but you didn't see it happen. So it could be argued that you didn't hear it happen unless I told you. So if I didn't tell you, did it happen? <laughs> Probably not. Okay, here we go. So Within the Ruins put out a new album. Uh, it's called, uh, what's it called? Blackheart is the name of the album. The uh, song that I'm going to play a little snippet of is called Open Wounds. Absolutely Amazing, very cool, uh, very shreddy. You know, the new vocalist is crushing it. Sounds amazing. Um, let's take a little snippet. Of- YouTube degraded the quality quite a bit on that one. But anyway, very awesome. Uh, very, very cool sounding, sounding uh, 
album they got there. They got like a cool instrumental track called 86th in there, which is very awesome. Uh, I definitely check out the whole album. Very cool. Uh, they're experimenting with some cleans. Um, there were the first, I think the first single they put out that had the cleans. I thought they needed a little work in that track. And then the other tracks I heard cleans on sounded great. Um, obviously, you know, they haven't really gone into that territory too much yet. So hearing them give it a shot, they did give a very valiant effort and it's a very good album and the choruses with cleans are great. Uh, you know, it's, you can kind of tell they're not seasoned, you know, with those sorts of courses, but I can't wait to see, you know, how they progress. And this album's awesome. Like I'm listening to it still regardless, I, you know, and I'm going to be for a while. So definitely check it out. New Within the Ruins. And this next track, this guy, uh, Texas, put out a, a track called High, and it's featuring Wu-Tang Clan. And it's got probably one of my favorite verses from RZA on it. It's just so cool. So here's that verse from RZA. Let's take a listen. Yo, listen. Yo, look, 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 look. Yesterday I sent you an emoji, but two hearts are kissing the roly. How could I resist the bliss of your lips or miss the chance to bless your hands and your wrists with black and blue diamonds? We was climbing to the top of the world, girl. We was finding out about each other. The street lovers sometimes lose their way when they lay in deep cover. Cuddle in the huddle, we were snuggle in the bubble with a double bag of cast of worries and no struggles. Ruffled up my feathers till my cards got shoveled, then my heart got befuddled. And the only rebuttal was can we try again? You and I again. Cayman Islands under the sky again. You in a white dress looking the very best oh well yeah so amazing just so cool uh so cool to hear a new verse from rizza i love that man i love what they do i love what uh i love what wu-tang does um this song's really cool i've read one of rizza's books uh tao of Wu. really helped put a lot of things in perspective for me just honestly there's so much good information on in that book uh, just regarding the human psyche and how he was able to come to these realizations while also living in a low-income neighborhood with, you know, you know, all his friends and stuff. They all were, you know, selling drugs to make money, and that was just how people got by in those areas. And uh, they got out of it with their music. And Wu-Tang's story is one of the most inspirational stories there is out there for artists because it's a whole group of them that just rose from these areas where people were believed to, you know, be kind of sucked into their environment and involved in gang activity and terrible stuff. And they rose out of it and made this beautiful thing. And Wu-Tang Clan is just one of my favorite groups ever. And RZA is just, uh, he's a visionary. Um, he's a genius. Um, like <laughs> if you don't know what Wu-Tang Clan is like, I feel for you, but go listen to them right now and look up RZA and Jizza and listen, listen, listen to everything these guys got to say. You know, Method Man came from there, Red Man came from there, Ghostface Killer, like all these amazing artists. And just like, oh, they are New York hip hop for me. Like, I mean, I know, like, you know, everybody's about Biggie, everybody's about, you know, about, uh, you know, P. Diddy and the whole when it comes to New York and stuff. But for me, like, oh, man, Wu Tang, like Wu Tang. Oh my God, they're just so amazing. This song's so cool. It's just so cool to, you know, think about them and dig back into their music again, like, for the millionth time, just because, oh, and they're awesome. So, yeah, RZA, Wu-Tang, Texas, hi, check it out. Type in Texas, Wu-Tang, and then H-I. You'll find it immediately on anything that you stream stuff on, you know, whatever it is.
Whenever you be the streaming the things. So, uh, yeah, this next song, uh, this band Spirit Box, who are just awesome. If you've heard of them, you, you know why I'm bringing them up. Because they're awesome, Spirit Box. Uh, this band, I Wrestled the Bear once. It's the guitarist and the singer and maybe a few other members. I'm not 100% sure, but Spirit Box is unbelievable. So uh, very, very excited for everything they drop. And this new song is very different and very cool. So let's check it out. This song's called Constance. A little snippet from it. song just hits me right in the feels um very good very well written uh very interesting and different they uh you know they have a a tendency of doing things that sound familiar but in a very different kind of way and it's just unbelievable so excited for the future of that band uh spirit box unbelievable next thing i have to mention i just i just have to mention it so alex terrible the vocalist of slaughter to prevail this unbelievable uh band from overseas i believe uh russia yeah they're from russia they're unbelievable they've been you know just titans of the scene since they started everybody just wanting to go to their shows wherever they show up and uh (laughs) the vocalist is hilarious and does these hilarious covers of songs that don't have screaming in them but like with very brutal death metal vocals and uh he did last christmas i just need to play a snippet from this so you need to go on alex terrible's page and uh of slaughter to prevail check out this cover it's so funny Oh my god (laughs) I don't want to give away too much of it It's so funny So funny So funny (laughs) Oh my god I was dying when I first saw that And I'm dying again It's so funny I'm not dying But you know Laughing uh-huh. Funny. You know what I mean? Jenna. Uh, what? Who said? I didn't say that. You said that. Yeah. So anyway, those are all the, the new releases I'm going over. You know, it only took 45 minutes and uh, <laughs> very excited about those releases. Oh, my goodness. Just unbelievable. So we got a few more sections to go before this is done, done with, you know, done over before I let you go. Uh-huh. But yeah, so we're going to do a I'm going to do a little uh, section called historical shout out. And I'm going to mention an artist from uh, a very long time ago that you probably haven't heard of. And I'll play some music from them because they of the inspiration that they were able to provide while they were alive. Um, Some of them, you know, I may do some that are actually still alive eventually. But for right now, uh, honorable mention goes to Lead Belly. I don't know if you've heard of Lead Belly, but he's a. Amazing American folk and blues singer from the like 20s, 30s. Uh, he died in 49. He was born in 88. So he's been, uh, you know, <laughs> he's been a pinnacle um, inspiration for a lot of artists all the way up to Nirvana. Um, 
I'm going to actually play the original version of a song that Nirvana covered, or a little snippet of it, uh, by Lead Belly called Where Did You Sleep Last Night? And they, uh, Nirvana covered it on Unplugged in New York, which is just one of the best acoustic sets to ever grace humanity, in my opinion. Um, also, the first piece of music I ever listened to or owned when I was about three years old. My mom got me the cassette tape for that, and I just listened to it on repeat always. But anyway... Lead Belly was an unbelievable artist, um, did some really cool stuff, and he was, you know, a historical figure. Um, you should definitely know who Lead Belly is. So this song is called Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Gonna play a little snippet of it. Don't lie to me. Tell me where did you sleep last night? Come on, tell me, baby. In the pond. Love the commentary. While the sun don't ever shine. I was you all night through. My girl, my girl, where we So yeah, of course he he did uh you know he did a whole lot of inspiring, whole lot of revolutionary stuff while he was uh while he was alive. Um unbelievable artist, absolutely. Sorry, I got a phone call real quick, had to <laughs> Stop it. Probably should put this on airplane mode, shouldn't I? But anyway, uh, talking about Lead Belly. So Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Unbelievable track. Um, unbelievable artist. Uh, I don't know if you could tell from the boom, bop, bop, boom, bop, bop rhythm on the guitar, but uh, he inspired Johnny Cash 100%. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Johnny Cash definitely had a few Lead Belly records. I'm sure of it. So anyway, um, next up, uh, I'm going to go into some news. Some news. We're gonna talk about some new stuff, right? Sounds so exciting. Everyone's so excited for the news. Just kidding. But yeah, so stuff that you should know about that happened recently. Um, one thing that you should know is FDA takes key action. I mean, they they should just say they shouldn't say takes key action, because like this is just what the FDA does. They approve things and like takes key action in coronavirus. Like, all right, way to blow them. <laughs> Sorry. No, but like, come on, let's just all get to the point and, you know, tell me the point. Don't, don't fluff people. It's just sad that the news shouldn't do that. I don't think, but anyway, it's on the FDA website. It's probably why they're fluffing themselves. What is this? Anyway, anyway, no offense, FDA, but FDA takes key action in fight against COVID-19 by issuing emergency use authorization for first COVID-19 vaccine. So, um, what this means is the FDA has determined that Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine has met the statutory criteria for issuance of an EUA uh, vaccine. Totality of the available data provides clear evidence that Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine may be effective in preventing COVID-19. The data also support that the known and potential benefits outweigh the known and potential risks supporting the vaccine's use in millions of people 16 years of age and older, including healthy individuals. In making this determination, the FDA can assure the public and medical community that it has conducted a thorough evaluation of the available safety, effectiveness, and manufacturing quality information. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, I think we all want to go back to normal very badly. None of us want to do that at the risk of, you know, uh, risking our health further than we already do. But at the same time, you know, vaccines have proven effective for many years. And it's um, once we have seen that it has a history of, you know, at least a short history of working, you know, um, if we have any way of getting back to normal via the vaccine, then I would suggest it. Um, it's hard to say. A lot of people are trying to say one way or the other what they're going to do right now. 
I don't think that's a good idea. I think we should wait and think and be rational because the fact is we do things based on research from people who know how to conduct that research. We have this research happening. So let's see where we are in a few months. Let's see what happens. You know, whatever we got to do to get back to normal without risking our health is what we got to do. Um, but don't decide definitively what you're going to do until we have more facts. You know, don't dive right into it either. But don't say I'm definitely not getting it because I don't trust the government. You know, like, how, how do you do, how does one trust the government at this point? But at the same time, like, we live here, kind of got to do what we got to do to have a peaceful environment where everyone can work safely. So I feel we can't really decide definitively yes or no right now. So whoever's trying to inspire you to choose right now what you're going to do, don't listen to them. Just think and keep your ears open. Anyway, the next news story I have for you. <laughs> Lockdown finds gold coins among garden finds. So uh, on the uh, BBC News Network, there was a English family who uh, they found 63 coins possibly deposited around 1540. And uh, other discoveries included 50 South African gold coins. So there's actually a bunch of coins being found, but essentially these coins were unearthed and are worth roughly 14,000 euros. <laughs> so, uh, or 14,000 pounds in uh, today's money. So that's just really interesting and cool that they were able to, they're just gardening in their backyard. They find these gold coins worth 14 grand. <laughs> like, hmm. I'm about to get into gardening, but you got to do it, you know, in England. Cause like out, out here, they just, you know, they dug everything up by now. It seems like, but you never really know. You never know. You can find stuff anywhere, but it seems to, people seem to think that historically Britain is where, and like overseas is where a lot of this, the cool stuff like that is going to be unearthed and, you know, found that hasn't already been anyway, moving on. So everybody's hearing about how Trump's fighting the election. I don't want to get too political here, but, um, just to give you the news, well, it's from NBC, so obviously uh, everybody thinks we all we all that we I mean me included we think that it's a it's a left leaning news outlet may not be who knows but you know that's because they all like to say they're not leaning a certain way unless they're Fox News and then they just don't care but yeah, <laughs> but um you know we all know they do so but at the same time I look at these articles and I'm like okay pick out the facts you know just separate that from their opinions because they're obviously there but this one was a good article from them because it says trump election fight includes over 50 lawsuits it's not going well gives numbers so of at least 56 cases to have been filed including some not directly involving trump but which could nonetheless affect the standing at least 46 have been denied dismissed settled or withdrawn um so what we're seeing is there just is no um evidence of voter fraud according to all the information that we have um, he went through, they get, they go through the whole list of, uh, the lawsuits he tried to file here and, uh, to give a description of what's going on. So that doesn't really seem like a biased article to me. That seems more like, uh, they're giving us the facts. They may be giving us the facts cause they don't like him, but you know, those are the facts that I need right now. So, um, not looking good for that, that fight. So just to let you guys know, I'm sure it's going to give most of you relief. Some of you, maybe not, gives me relief. I'm tired of whatever that's going on. 
I mean, like, you know, we may be returning to kind of like something that was going on before that. You never know if it's good or bad. But at the same time, at least we have two people there that will at least pretend they care what we think. Because he does. He doesn't even pretend. He does. He's just like, oh, I'm going to do what I want. And just like lies and does. <laughs> Did you hear about him? Uh, the immunity? Like he, he's like last last little bit in office and he's just like pa- trying to pass out immunity like Christmas presents to um, people that didn't even do anything. <laughs> like he gets immunity and she gets immunity. It's like, what are you? Very funny. Very uh, interesting, entertaining thing. He's a TV star. I think that's just, I think he was playing a part, to be honest with you. So don't let him live in your head rent free anymore. Bye. Next thing. Very funny. Very funny. Got two more articles for you. Anyway, okay, so this next one. In um, Staten Island, there was a bar that was, they wanted to keep operating, you know, and were being told they couldn't operate. And so instead of closing or anything else mildly reasonable, they declared the bar an autonomous zone and uh, started saying that they were going to do and operate under their own laws. <laughs> so the police, two deputies, uh, conducted surveillance and determined that they were doing, you know, that they were unsafely serving people. So they go to arrest this guy, and he gets into his car and hits a deputy. Literally, deputy goes right on the windshield. Deputy is okay. I, I don't think he, uh, he did not die, um, thankfully. He's probably injured, but yeah. So very funny. Uh, Staten Island. <laughs> oh, man. So it's a CNN article that I'm looking at, and just the, uh, the picture just shows him poking his head out of the corner of the window. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's just, it's the, oh, my God. Like, it's a little deer in the headlights. It's so funny. Anyway, so uh, the last story I got for you. Water futures set to join likes of gold and oil in trade on Wall Street for the first time ever. So what does this mean? So future contracts tied to the spot price of water are set to trade on Wall Street for the first time ever this week. The CME group is launching the contracts linked to the $1.1 billion California spot water market. The water contracts will allow farmers and investors alike to hedge against or bet on the potential for water security. One high-profile investor that may be eyeing on investment in the water contracts, Michael Burry of The Big Short. So, I mean, that's interesting. Obviously, he was, you know, they were dealing with the real estate crash of 2008 and The Big Short. So, um, does that suggest that the water market is going to crash or we're going to go scarce? I mean, like, I feel like we should be seeing articles about that specifically, before we see articles about how it's going to be traded on Wall Street. That is upsetting to me, to be honest with you, because, like, we... um, Does this mean water is potentially going to be scarce? Does this mean we have to look at where the... the, the Wall Street interests of the farmers are in order to figure it out? We have to, like, read between the lines for you to tell us what's going on when it comes to water? I don't know if that's what that means. If it's not, feel free to let me know. But that's kind of what that seems like, is that they're more concerned about the trading stock value than they are about water being scarce, which is like, you know, that's how societies literally collapse. (laughs) So if you're investing and, uh, you know, working with stocks based on water being scarce, you're literally trying to uh, profit off of... um, 
the end of society. And that money is not going to be worth anything if we have no water. So just something to consider. Anyway, uh, I want to move on to just one last thing before I wrap up here. Pay to play. Pay to play. Oh, my God. Everyone's so mad about pay to play. So anyway, when I first started Fathom and we were playing at the Palladium and I was told I had to sell tickets, it did not occur to me to complain. It did not occur to me to get upset with the promoter. It did not occur to me to do anything other than whatever I had to do to get to a place where we could perform for lots of people. And um, that is what we were able to do through the ticket selling and through messaging random people. I know it's it's so scary, but like the fact is if you just message somebody one time, they never respond. Don't hit them up again. It's really that easy. There's just thousands of people on Facebook, millions, millions, actually, I think billions. No, probably not. It's probably millions. But anyway, um, the fact is we met so many people, my band Fathom Farewell, so many people that love our music now and come to all our shows and I barely have to do anything when we, you know, we're playing shows pre-COVID and selling tickets. I'd make a post. They'd fly out the window and I would be able to determine definitively how much money we were owed. I didn't have to worry about keeping count at the door or like, you know, doing the math at the end. No, I walk in there. I know exactly what I'm going to leave with. Why would anyone complain about that? I'll tell you why. They'll complain because they don't want to work to get to the point where it's that easy. And guess what? It's work. It took me 10 years to get to that point. It took me five years with Fathom to get to that point. So when people complain about selling tickets, I don't say this to them, but I just want to tell you to shut up. Don't do it then. Don't play shows. Don't, if you don't want to be responsible for the people that you're bringing in the door and you want this venue to just cover their expenses and your expenses without you doing anything for them, that's like going to the grocery store and saying, oh, well, I want these groceries, but I don't want to pay you for them. So how are we going to make this work? And then them going, well, you got to pay for them. And you're going, well, I don't want to pay for them. Literally, that's what you're doing to these venues. And it makes me sick. And it's not even pay to play that they're doing. Pay to play is in typically out West. The promoters make you pay up front for your tickets. You pay up front for them. And then you have to sell them to make your money back. And a lot of the time, you don't even have a profit margin. So the fact it like, or you do have a profit margin, but it's if you are overcharging for your tickets. Yeah, that is sickening. And that's the pay to play you've probably seen demonize on places where it's actually valid to be demonizing it. Everybody out here, though, that's just complaining about their band having to sell tickets. Hit me up anytime, and I will happily explain to you why you are just entitled and a brat. And just should go do the work or stop trying to play shows at venues. You can totally play music. Keep playing music. I want everyone to play music. Hell yeah. But making it your career requires work. Making it your business requires work. Getting paid to play in front of a lot of people requires a lot of work. It is a reward. It is a reward. It is not the job. You're not getting paid to show up there and play. You're getting paid to fill the venue with people who are buying stuff That's how business works. I'm sorry to like, you know, I don't know if you were disillusioned and thought that this is some blissful oasis where you get to go and just hop on stage with a guitar and get paid for nothing. But that is not what we're doing here. And, you know, I'd love to break it down for anybody. But I just that's the one thing I really wanted to tackle this week 
please feel free to, uh, and I'm not anybody that feels like I called them a brat on that last comment. All love. It's all love. I'm just trying to help you. I'm literally just trying to help you. And if you feel personally attacked by what I just said, know that it's probably because you're not conducting yourself in this industry correctly. And I would be more than happy to have a civil conversation with you about it. I really would. I am no longer going to engage in arguments. <laughs> if you see me conversing and it just looks aggressive, that's just me talking. I just talk like that sometimes. But if I feel myself getting emotional, I no longer will engage. So if you want to have a conversation respectfully, we can totally have that conversation. But anyway, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. This is really fun. This is a great time. I, I've been nervous about trying podcasts because I figured, like, what am I going to talk about? Ah, but this was so fun. I'm totally going to do this again. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you've made it to this point, it really is all love. Everything I just said about pay to play, like, I love my fellow musicians. I love my community. I want to see people be successful, but I don't want to see people lie to themselves about what's not working because that is so frequently, it's just so frequently what I see in the local music industry and it just it's so easily corrected you just have to look outside the box and you have to be willing to accept advice from people who know what they're doing <laughs> they didn't get there by guessing and by doing it their way they did it by looking at other people who did it and then taking pages out of their book <laughs> That's how every successful anything has ever done anything. You never become successful by yourself. And this is something that everybody needs to hear right now. I feel like even me, believe me, I, I, I've been more than stubborn a few times in my life. So I, it's all love and I'm right there with you. And I totally would love to discuss any of this anytime. New episode every Wednesday. Thank you so much. Alexander, the podcast. Calling for help no more.